<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> The big guy with the muscles. Here's He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Skeletor is his enemy. He-Man, He-Man. If He-Man, Skeletor, and Castle Grace go, you have to put the castle together. You're doomed, He-Man. Oh, yeah? Watch this action, Dad. Now I have the power. He-Man and Skeletor each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from the Masters of the Universe collection from Mattel. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are ready because this is the TB Toy Cast. I am Brian and I am being joined by my co host in this adventure down the toy aisle, my friend Travis. Travis, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited to go on this uh, toy hunt or this adventure. Uh, talk about, you know, some of our favorite toys of the past, a little bit of new stuff, you know, sprinkle in some off-the-wall stuff here and there, just just all, just everything toys and and, and collecting. I, I'm pretty excited. Absolutely, and, and I've wanted to do a toy-based podcast for a while. Of course, people probably know some of the other podcasts I've done, like, you know, it's fake, right? Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, a bunch of different things. Um, and but I've always been a toy fan, and uh, Travis, I know you have as well. We're gonna dive into that. Uh, of course, each week we're gonna have our main event, and our main event is essentially gonna be us breaking down one series of one specific toy line, which really could be anything. And this week, man, we're not gonna dive into it too much right now. We'll just kind of give everyone a, a brief understanding. We are gonna be diving into series one of Masters of the Universe. Uh, as far as toys go, I mean, they're making a comeback now, you know, in 2020, 2021, and to me, one of the most iconic toy lines of all time, right? I agree. Uh, other than Star Wars, I think this is one of the uh, big, like, main main event action figure toy lines that really really started it all but uh, like you said we give them a little preview now we'll we'll get into that deep dive uh, later in the episode definitely and uh, I think it'll be interesting uh, to dive into all this different stuff because you know me and you have talked toys for a number of years now we got acquainted through the Twitter world and uh, through the uh, fig life um, you know the fig life community there with fully posable and all those other uh, important members of the community and then we I think we realized we became friends when we had more interest than just wrestling figures you know we, we talked you know gi joe masters of the universe marvel all these different toy lines that exist and realize like wow we kind of all like the same stuff or we collected the same stuff and that's kind of what this show is going to be about we're going to dive into a lot of different stuff and i am excited for it man we got a lot to, to dive into over the next several weeks absolutely it's uh it's going to be great and like you said uh you know that's one of the beauties of being a, a figure collector. Yes, you have your your main thing that you're collecting, but it it's always changing. It, it's really just depending on what 
what series or, or or what is available at the time. You know, like you said, we yeah, we started talking about wrestling figures, and but when there's a line of wrestling figures where, you know, you may only get one to two, maybe even none, you know, but that Power Rangers Lightning series has, you know, the putties from the the movie with the Lord Zed shield. So you got to get those. So it's, you know, a constant battle as a, as a toy collector, because, you know, you may get a, a month off of this line, but Holy crap, you're definitely going to make it up on, uh, you know, whatever other lines that, that you're interested in. Marvel legends, masters of the universe origins, you know, WWE masters of the universe, power Rangers, GI Joe, you name it. You know, like even to high end collectibles, like sure. we're going to, to cover it all. And, you know, that's kind of the, the good thing about it. Uh, this episode or this show is we're going to be able to, to talk about all of this and, you know, hopefully, uh, you guys will enjoy the ride with us. I think everyone will. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I think part of, of this journey is, is story time to a degree, right? It's us telling stories of how, how and why and where and thoughts and all the different uh, things that go into uh, toy collecting, uh, you know, like remembering, Oh, I remember the first time I saw that. I remember when I heard about that or, you know, whatever it might be. And like, it'll kind of change as the, as the weeks go when we dive into different lines, but to, to kind of start us off here on this, on this debut edition, um, toy collecting is such a, a, a big thing today, but I don't feel like it really was at least from a public perception when me and you were both younger. And, you know, I think when you're a young kid getting toys, buying toys is perfectly acceptable. Then you get a little bit older. Now it's not necessarily acceptable and possibly embarrassing if the wrong person sees it. Right now for me, yes. And this is what's so strange. I, re- and I, I, I say strange. I don't think it is, but some people might look at it that way. I remember as a kid thinking I cannot wait until I'm 16 because then I can drive to Toys R Us by myself. I can drive to any toy store I want by myself. I don't have to worry about if my parents are there. Right. But my mom's response was, yeah, but when you're 16, you won't be buying toys. Well, joke's on you, mom. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? And because I never, there were times I didn't collect, but it was never really about not wanting to. Usually it was a financial reason or, or what have you or, or whatever it was. Or maybe I didn't even have the space for, I mean, you know, if you didn't have the space for it, usually that's also a financial reason. But, you know, I digress. It's just, it's one of those things when um, you get out of collecting, you always typically find your way back to some degree. And it's always going to be a part of my life, and I'm sure it's always going to be a part of your life. I mean, there's probably times when we collect more, times when we collect less, time when we're super selective, or or what have you. But I never outgrew outgrew toy collecting. So for you, what was that like? Because obviously, like I said, when you're a young kid, it's acceptable. But as you get older, it's not really the cool thing anymore, right? It it really wasn't. And I I never... be honest with you turning 40 and i just got the entrance ring macho man as a birthday present and i'm ecstatic like like you just said like i'm still getting toys as a 40 year old but um you know you do have those phases where it's not quote unquote cool um i just learned to hide it i better or like instead of 
you know, keeping it out like they would be in tubs or like I pushed the, my jacks ring under the bed or if I didn't make my bed, you know, strategically covered it with the uh, comforter. Like, you know, because if someone's going to come in and like they can't see it, but they'll just see a messy teenager room. So, sure. um, you know, I've always enjoyed it. And, you know, kind of like what I said, the, the thing about liking so many things and growing up in the the 80s and 90s and you know even through the 2000s is they literally would make an action figure for anything so oh i'm sick of i'm sick of marvel superheroes right now but holy crap here's insert whatever power rangers gi joe just got a re-release or uh you know Battle trolls, like you know, they're they're it's unlimited. It's like, oh shoot, like well, I'm not going to buy this right now. I'm going to go buy, you know, oh look, like the the double dragon figures. Like they made like maybe one to two series, but hey, I love double dragon as a kid. Why wouldn't I want to get the red guy and the blue guy in action figure form? Sweet, like let me get those. Like it was just an infinite way to just collect because there was always something new always something fresh and if you got bored of one thing you might be lucky enough to be able to start something new or find a substitute you know when you can't find exactly what you're looking for and i think that's so true you talked about kind of hiding stuff in your in your room that that's always been a thing right like you kind of have to put things away so it's like it doesn't look like you have just toys everywhere and and now you know a lot more people are displaying toys like they have their 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 uh, detolfs and like proudly displaying and I'm looking I'm here in my podcast room as I talk to you and I'm like man I really want to put up a I really want to put up a, um, a a bookcase or something and display a lot of my figures but it's that weird thing too where it's like if someone comes over that sees that I have to do I have to quickly pull all those down because it's like I'm displaying it because I'm proud of it because I like it I want people to see it but if people see that I'm like oh really you have toys you know what I mean and like oh yeah absolutely like it's it's that weird yeah it's that weird like um, thought of like this is a wrong thing it's like a dirty thing it's like I'm not buying drugs you know, I'm not right. gambling my money away. All this stuff has great resale value, as we've seen. What's the harm in it? I, absolutely nothing. Like, but I, I get what you mean. Like, I've got, I've got two detolfs, and like my top shelf right now, like I constantly, you know, switch stuff out because I think it's cool. But like my top shelf on my detolf now is I'm working on an NWO collection of elite figures. So I'm like, I've got about. I'd say 16 NWO members, and I look at it, and I'm like, man, that's cool. Hogan, Hall, Nash. Oh, look, I made a Mr. Per- or a Kurt Hennig. Like, when someone sees it, they're like, that's cool. But to the regular person that, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't know the NWO or doesn't know that, hey, that's a custom Great Muda figure. You really didn't buy that. Like, you can't – they just look at it as, wow, they – they have this nice display shelf, and they yeah. wanted to fill it with action figures. What? 
Well, and then it, it might be a thing of like, hey, how much do those figures cost? Oh, those figures are twenty dollars. You pay twenty dollars for every figure. Well, really, no. That great mood is a custom, so it costs a whole lot more. You know, right? And it's like, it's like well, how'd you do that? Well, you know, uh, we got a, a head from a guy who three D printed it, and then I do another guy that painted it, and yeah, yeah. I, I painted the I I. <laughs> I torso cracked the top because I, I, you know, the the body that it came with was too muscular for Great Buddha, so I had to take a Tully Blanchard body because he also has chest hair and put it on Shinsuke Nakamura legs. And I'm really not good at painting eyes, but my friend Jason Wolf is, so I sent him this 3D printed head, and he's an amazing painter. So I did the body, he did the head, and it was like a collaboration. And look, look how awesome it is. Yeah. And then you just you lost him at the on ramp because all they saw was a little Japanese guy with blackface paint that said NWO on his face. And it's that weird thing of if someone doesn't get toy collecting, they're not going to get it. Looking at your display shelf, right? It's like it's not like you're going to turn them over. And I think that's why we all bonded so well because I felt like when I met all you guys, it's like oh. People like me. I'm not a freaking weirdo, you know? Somebody that understands. Right. And, and I think that's what's, that's what's so great about this. And so that's kind of how I wanted to start the show this week is just kind of like, you know, letting everyone know, yeah, we are lifetime collectors. We're always going to be involved in collecting in some degree. I, you know, most of the pages I follow on Instagram are toy related because that's what I like to see. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I want this podcast to be a fun escape from real life. I want people to be able to listen to this and enjoy, you know, the 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 fun things. If toys are fun to you, that's what I want to. That's what I want to talk about. And so, to transition to our next segment, um, what's kind of making the news? What are you excited for? So I'll start with you, Travis. Is there anything out there that you've seen lately? You're like, man, that's cool. I, I dig that. Maybe not necessarily something you would buy, but just something you saw and you're like, okay, that's really cool. Um, the first thing that that comes to mind uh, is NECA is releasing gargoyle figures. That was now, exactly what I was going to bring up if you didn't. <laughs> now, I'll be honest with you. Like, I have seen the Gargoyles intro, and I may have seen an hour or so of Gargoyles cartoons. I've seen more Gargoyles cartoons in the Fox Kids commercials growing up. I never was a big fan. I understand it has a huge fan base, and like people are like, dude, you I, know, this should have went you're on. Literally this... taking like everything I was going to say because I am exactly the same way. I never watched it. I always thought it looked cool, but I never watched it. Yeah, and it it just. You know, I was too busy watching X-Men, Spider-Man, and Batman. Like, I just, I was like, cool, that's there, but, you know. And I saw the original figures from from when I was a kid, and, you know, I hear back, like, oh, if you go back, it's this, that, great. That's awesome. But um, NECA pretty much knocks it out of the park, and they've shown the first picture of the purple guy. Goliath is his name. Goliath, thank you. And everybody, you can yell at me. I apologize, but like I said, it's not one of my strong suits. But it, it, I appreciate the sculpt and how it looks because it looks very cartoon accurate. And if I were to – will I get the whole line? Absolutely not because I don't have that much uh, 
interest in it. But if I'm at Walmart at the or Target, I don't know if it's going to be a Walmart or Target exclusive. I, um, it's on Big Bad Toy Store for pre-order, so I assume this is going to hit everywhere. Okay, so this might be like Predators and Terminator and Back to the Future, where they're one of those lines that are just kind of that would be that head. would be my assumption. Yes, but again, I don't know. So now, if I see. If I see Goliath, because he's the main character, the the Hulk Hogan of the line, like I would pick him up to put him on the shelf just to just to for how good he looks. Um, and maybe if they ever did like a stone variant or came out with a a stone statue add on, you know, I would possibly consider that because he turns into a stone. But would I buy the whole line? No, but I definitely. Just because of how cool it is and oversized, and, and I like NECA, I, I would consider buying uh, a Goliath. And it, it's just a one-off purchase, probably 30 bucks. Won't put me back too much, and you know, the one guy that I do like, I can get a figure of him. So, yeah, I think, obviously, Goliath, you, you hit the nail on the head when you compared him to Hogan of the line. He was the character I think we all remember from from Gargoyles. But like I said, I never really watched it either. I didn't really know much about it. Uh, But I remember seeing commercials. Um, It looked like a show I would dig, just never really saw. But when I saw that figure from NECA, I am just like you and a lot of other people where I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to buy that. Now, I was actually... One-off figures don't interest me as much as, uh, as full lines. So I don't know, will I collect the whole line? I'd like to see it, you know, and kind of make my decision as they get revealed. But I do want this Goliath figure, and it actually spawned so much interest that I actually started watching Gargoyles on Disney+. Plus. I watched the first episode the other night, and I will tell you, man, it actually really has a Batman the Animated Series vibe to it. Awesome. Yeah, Fox was, Kids knocked it out of the park in the '90s. They had X Men, they had Spider Man, they had, you know, they had some really, really good stuff. And so Power I'm Rangers, not surprised. Power Rangers. Yeah, I'm not surprised that it's good. Um, but I, it, like, it just was is a blind spot in my cartoon childhood teen childhood teen watching. Like it, it's uh, now that I know that it is on Disney Plus, I'll probably. Uh, give it a watch instead of rewatching uh, Spider Man and his Amazing Prince for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about priorities, right? Absolutely. I mean, well, you I, can't go wrong with Spider Man, Firestar, and Iceman. Absolutely, great stuff. Um, no, dude, I loved those cartoons back in the day. Like that was actually, and that's what's one of those weird things where it's like when I see that that's on Disney Plus, I'm like, oh man, awesome! But I, I haven't really gone back and watched them, which I don't know why, but. And I think you have to be in the right mood for a cartoon sometimes. Yes, you do. Because then when you watch it, you're like, oh, this was really bad. And then when you yes. get a second one that was like half bad, like, oh, now I've wasted 40 minutes on stuff that's just not good. Like, So it, it's it's a coin flip on some of this this older stuff because uh, I agree. even I looking back as ro- with, with rose-colored glasses, like I've watched a couple of these – Spider-Man and his amazing friends and go, boy, that's just bad. Yeah. It's, it's a leave the memories alone type of thing, right? Like you don't want to watch old Ninja Turtles episodes and realize like, oh, this is actually not very good. Like you want to live in the mindset of like, oh, that was amazing. Like I remember it. Yeah. And I think we 
we do that because we've watched so much as a kid. All we remember, uh, and I'll use a wrestling term here, apologize, but we remember all the high spots of Mm -hmm. individual episodes. It's like, oh, well, that was, I remember when this happened in this episode and this happened with this episode. So we have our own highlight reel of the entire series. But then when you actually sit down and, and do the the individual watches, you're like, man, there's a lot of crap in between these highlights. So it, it's it's weird because um, to kind of go into wrestling, and again, we're gonna have we're gonna get sidetracked on here. I will get us back on on track, but uh, you know, I remember as a kid, I watched the Sunday and Saturday recap shows. That was mo- mostly what I watched, and I look back and I'm like, you know what, like. I would be all about that now because watching a three-hour Raw sounds horrible, but if you could wrap it up in 30 minutes and basically tell me what happened, yeah, that ain't a bad thing, right? I think most of us would almost go back to that, and that's that's what's weird. Is that's Mean what... Gene in the control center and give me three hours of Raw on a Sunday afternoon on All-American Wrestling. And... Dude, absolutely. <laughs> With the main event of, like, the Berserker versus the Warlord, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And... That's the only match that you see, and just give me the high spots. Tell me what towns you're going to be in this week, and come out uh, here to see the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah. Tell Let's me see. to go buy the magazine because there's a there's an article in it. So absolutely, yeah, for sure, great, great idea. Um, okay, so for what I I am excited for, um, and this is not super big, like groundbreaking news, but last few weeks. Um, Zombie Sailor Toys has announced, obviously, um, a retro-style Hasbro line. And they've been announcing signees for this line, which we saw, you know, the the guys from the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, which wasn't really a shocker. They're, they're pretty tight with Zombie. And you're like, okay. And I thought that's, initially, I thought that's what it was, just those guys. Well, then they announced, right. you know, Sabu, Bruiser Brody. Dino Bravo, Kevin Sullivan, Earl Hebner, Rock and Roll Express, and then they announced Sex Ferguson, which is the alter ego, of course, uh, Gallows. You know his talking shot, buddy. And I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know why, because it's not like I'm like a huge mark for that necessarily. But when is they Dan announced Housen that, in that as well, is he? Was Danhausen in, or is he? Yes, Danhausen other... is in. I'm sorry, I, I forgot him. Thank you. Very evil, very nice. Right, and so you get like the the, the legends and like the new Hayabusa? guys, or is that the other? There, there's two, there's two or three Hasbro S lines right now, and it's really hard to remember who is is getting who because one line like Zombies got a bunch of good guys, but then yeah, Chella Toys like, has. They also have Dynamite Kid and Hayabusa. Yes, that's who. Yeah, Chella's got those. So you know. Blame it on old age, I guess. But like, I, sometimes I have a hard time. Like when I see an, an announcement, I'm like, because they're all scaled the same, which right. is amazing. But um, well, and it's then hard there's a there's a rumor that yeah, there's a rumor that Jazzwares might be doing some Hasbro style AEW figures as well. Like, but kind of sprinkling them in the unmatched lines. You think we'll get a Cody Rhodes? I would say there's pretty safe bet. <laughs> What about what about a uh, Cody Rhodes variant? Oh, I would say it's safe safe bet. I think the one whole wave is Cody. So, I, what about a what about a dark haired Cody and a blonde haired Cody? I think that's a safe bet. I think a bloody Cody, you know, and a, a 
a suit Cody? I'd say a suit Cody. I would say um, every color tights he has. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of Cody's. Sweet. I mean, I, you, you know there's going to be a Cody and Shaq two-pack. Come on. Like, license to print money right there. Um, I mean, I, pro- I probably would buy a Shaq wrestling figure. I'm not going to lie. Dude, yeah. I think that <laughs> needs to happen. I bought the Hogan and Robin two pack, NWO two pack from Hot Topic back in the day. I, I'd probably buy a Cody and Shaq two pack at, at some point as well. For sure, it needs to happen. Um, but, but kind of going back to the uh, Zombie Sailor line, I think there's going to be a lot more signings to come. This is a, an incredibly exciting thing to me because I'm like, I never knew that I needed a Bruiser Brody Hasbro, but now that it's a possibility. I'm like, yes, I want this, big time. And so and I think, I think so, this is a I cool think idea. Going around, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, you're fine. We're we're still we're still learning back and forth. Like we're we're not quite the Rock and Roll Express poetry in motion guys, but like we're we're working on it. It's, we'll get there. Well, and normally, uh, like I, I have to do most of the talking because I, I never know what Bane's going to answer with. So yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that I like about this a lot especially as an adult collector is they look like they have an action but they really don't so Sabu's pose is the iconic Sabu pose of him pointing in the air like Dino Bravo looks like he's a wall uh, like they're all you know yeah uh, Matt Cardona he's got the you know, more of the Hulk Hogan plex and that's for the Hasbro throwback. Cause they, he's both him and, and Brian lo- love doing figures. So they, they do that. But I like that. Some of these guys, you, you'd never be able to play with the Sabu, but he will look great. Like we talked about in that detail that we hope nobody sees because they'd be embarrassed at us or right. we'd be embarrassed that we've got a little mini Sabu pointing, pointing at the sky. Yeah, and, and I, like I said, a lot of these, it's probably going to be a while before we know any more real details of them, but he did post a little picture of him with Henry Godwin, and that made me think, like, ooh, Godwin has bros. Could they do that? Because the Godwins are 100% like a WWE thing, but could it be a Mark Canterbury figure, but he's just in overalls? That's where what about like, that's where the IP and stuff or... is kind of confusing to me because I don't know how far they can go. Like uh, Dino Bravo kind of raises some flags, right? Because I think we all assume blonde Quebec flag Dino Bravo, but that's clearly probably... his WWE look. So I don't know. Right? Like where 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 does the the licensing and the copy? Is it, I don't know if it's necessarily copyright, but like. You can make he you know Dino Bravo he owns that but you know are we going to see the the dark brown haired Dino Bravo because WWE owns the likeness or you know how far does how far does this go and that's a that's a great question you know we know Sabu obviously owns his stuff because he was Sabu prior to coming into WWE so that won't be a problem and right uh, so yeah you might be. What if we get variants? I don't know. I, you know, what if we get a brown haired and a and a blonde haired? But I, I think that for the line to be su- successful is I 
I bet he's still going to be blonde because it's, you know, it's it, it's just that's what we think of of Dino Bravo. So and that blonde Dino Bravo goes so well with your original Hasbro run. Oh yeah, he does. Put him next to Earthquake and uh man, now I wish now we need a slick. We need a slick Hasbro. Listen, zombie, go get slick. Dude, that's what I'm saying though. Like, I mean, a lot of these guys, I feel like could be could be happening because WWE, since like they don't have classic superstars, there's a lot of guys that don't get figures nowadays. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, if you think about the possibilities, like a guy that I think that they could sign that would be amazing would be Raven, like a Raven Hasbro. How cool would that be? Oh, that'd be yeah. Like have his pose, like sculpt him in his jacket, like the. ECW Raven, like from his T-shirt. You remember, like his first T-shirt. Absolutely. Where like the the flannel. You could have the the flannel at his waist, and then have him in his leather shirt. Put him in a random, kind of looks like a Punisher skull T-shirt. Maybe it's not a Punisher skull T-shirt. Um, and have him with his arms out in his uh, iconic pose. That would be, yeah. Yeah, that that would be amazing Straight as well. Up, it's like the Texas tornado pose, right? Oh man, that's a great idea. Possibilities are endless, man. I, I so I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about this because, like I said initially, I just thought it was going to be the major guys, and they started announcing all these signings, and the, he's doing videos and stuff. Like he's doing an Earl Hebner, which that's kind of a, a Hasbro I never knew I needed because Hasbro never made referees, so I never really thought about it. But now it's like, oh, not only are you making a referee, you're making one of the most famous referees in the world. Earl Hebner. I, now uh, now I your Sean and Brett can have the Montreal screw job, and it's all there. It really is, and that's that's what's so incredible. But, I mean, same time, like Cello Toys, they're doing that Dynamite Kid that's going to look like it goes right with Davy Boy. Like, I don't know. Like, I, It's just an exciting – it's ex- an exciting line and with a lot of exciting possibilities, so – that's definitely what I'm excited um, excited to see coming soon. Now, I agree. now we need to go to our next segment, and this is our figure hunting segment. So, Travis, we are we are terrorizing the toy aisles. Okay, so what have you been hunting for lately? Um, I have been looking for. What have I been looking for? Um, Sometimes we're not even looking for anything, are we? We're just out looking. Just looking. Yeah, my job, I'm lucky enough to uh, be able to hit a lot of Walmarts. So my shoot job, like I can go on a lunch break and wherever I'm at, like I can find a Walmart, a Meyer, a Target, mostly Meyer or Meyer and Walmart. But um, a lot of the things I've been seeing – Recently, are uh, wrestling wise, I've seen a lot of. I think it's Elite eighty one, the one with uh, Stunning Steve Austin, uh, Bianca Belair, the Street Profits. I picked up uh, Stunning seen, Steve today, actually. I have seen those a ton. Um, what else? Uh, basic one sixteen, uh, I think, is the most recent basics that I've seen. Um, for Marvel Legends today at Target, uh, on my way home, I saw the new 
uh, X-Men line with Moira and Professor X and the all-white costume Magneto. I I love – is that also the brown costume Wolverine? Yes, with the kind of like the grayish beard, the the new X-Men stuff. I almost picked up that Magneto because he looks really cool in that white and black. I agree. That's a great, I and I, I haven't really been interested in Marvel Legends in a while, but that's a great Magneto. But then when I picked it up, I looked at it, and I went, "Man, I'm probably going to sell this in six months because that like that newness of finding it would have wore off." And then I would look at it and go, "Why do I have a white Magneto?" And he'd either go into a bin or the next figure purge. Um, I've done that more times than I could even say. And uh, the last couple things that I've seen out and about is um, I don't know what Mattel is doing because, you know, as we both know, they can't get the WWE line shipped out in a timely manner. But I kid you not, within three weeks, I have seen Series 5 and... One Series 6 WWE Motu, as well as Series 1, 2, and 3 of the regular Motu line. So, like, from different Walmarts and all that, that's that's what I've seen on the shelves. Um, haven't really... Uh, I picked up a Scareglow. And that, that's I did really... see that, yeah, which is awesome. I still have not seen any Masters of the Universe or the regular line besides the first wave in stores. I, I, well, I take that back. I found a Triclops and a Stratos at Target the other day. Didn't see Ninjor or Hordak, though. I saw I saw one full set, one of each, of Series 3, and I picked up a Ninjor as well. But that's, that's what I've seen. I'm not really... It, I, I'm not really looking for anything particular at the moment, but as I've done, you know, my... My toy spotting, my leg work, my fig hunting, whatever, you know, we, we decide to, to come out. That That's kind of what I've seen out and about. And um, I think we're due for a spring reset soon. So yes. I'll be excited to see, you know, what comes out, what the next McFarland DC series is, um, you know, the next, uh, you know, just the next lines of, of Star Wars, you know, there may be some Mandalorian stuff coming out. Like, it'll be interesting to see what this new uh, spring reset will show. What have you been seeing out on the pegs? Well, yeah, kind of kind of the same of what you've seen. I have noticed um, the WWE Motu line. We'll, we'll dive into that at some point pretty uh, extensively. But I noticed, like, the first first wave of that line I felt like set on the pegs for a while. And, like, I remember seeing Triple H and Sting and Warrior and Finn a bunch after I'd gotten them because I thought, oh, these are going to be hot. And then they just sat on the pegs. And they sat, and they sat, and they sat. And I'm like, oh, geez. Maybe they're not that popular. And then I think I even sent you a Triple H maybe. Um, yeah. Because, because they were like they were pretty easy to come by around here. And then Series 2 hit, and I picked up all of those and bought my nephew a couple of them as well. And... uh they got a restock and those sit for a long time too and set and, and it's just like, Oh geez. Like, you know, I, I, like I was tired of seeing faker John Cena. 
and Rey Mysterio Stratos. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And then Series 3, which was The Rock, Braun, New Day, and Taker. I I never saw those. A good friend of ours, Jason Wolf, actually found the whole wave. He said, hey, I can get these for you if you want. And I was like, let's do it, because I was afraid I wouldn't find them. And as soon as, kind of like clockwork, as soon as he sent them to me, I found the whole wave. I'm like, well, damn, you know, but it is what it is. I mean, I was glad I had them, you know, because it's like, you never know. It Exactly. I've got a friend, uh, John, he lives in, in Virginia, and he, uh, he'll, he'll help, you know, with figure hunting because he, with his job as well, he can travel and he'll hit a couple targets and he'll, he'll since being in Virginia, he'll say, hey, look what I just found. Right. Like the, the new little mini Marvel Legends, the little three and three quarter guys, because I hadn't seen Spider-Man yet. And he goes, hey, I found Spidey. Let me pick him up. I said, yeah. So they have Hulk too. I said, sweet, pick him up. And then he hadn't even got to the post office yet. And 48 hours later, I found him. But the minute I would have told him not to pick him up is the minute I wouldn't. I would have come 30 minutes later to the store and completely missed the chance to buy him. So, and that's and I, sometimes that's that risk reward you have to weigh, and you're like, yeah, go ahead and buy him just because you don't know. Uh, but right. real quick on a side note on those Marvel three and three quarter inch figures, um, I saw those in stores finally. I don't know, man. I, I I couldn't pull the trigger on them. They just didn't do it for me. The packaging; these are going to be ones that I don't open. The packaging did more for me than the actual figures. That and that's exactly retro, what I was thinking. Yeah, the, the whole pa- packaging, the the card on the back. I never was a huge Bendems guy, but being able to have a collector card on the back of the card, right. the, the retro look, like the the Hulk and Spider Man are going to stay in package, um, just because they look. So they look so much better inside the package than they would just standing there regularly. No, I, I agree. But to go back to the WWE Motu figures, so Series 3, when it finally hit, I'm like, oh, well, there those are. But then quickly they were gone, and I never saw them again. Same with Series 4. Um, Jason Wolf sent me The Fiend, and I randomly found a Seth Rollins and Jake Roberts at a store, grabbed those, and then... Not long after that, found one Mr. T and two Fiends on the pegs. It's like, well, I don't need the Fiend because I got one coming. Grab Mr. T and then again, don't see him again. So it's like, man, these are really moving now. And they're not restocking. Like, that's a big thing. Is you don't, once you see them, they're gone. Then you'll see them again. Yep. Well, uh, Series 5 hit. And a good friend of the show from Elite Eight Showdown, old Big Chuck, said he found all four of them at uh, Walmart. Asked if I wanted them. And again, I said yes, please, because I don't, I don't want these to pass me up, you know, because I'd already seen people finding them for weeks and I hadn't seen them yet. So he right. sent me all four, which is real you know, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, NWO style Macho Man, and uh, who was the fifth, fi- fourth figure? Was it Seth? Or was, no, no, Seth is in Wave Four. No, Stephanie. Stephanie, Steph. no, she's in Wave Six. Who is it? Oh, Roddy Piper. That's who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roddy. Uh, Battle Armor Roddy. Yes. And so he sent them to me. I was happy. But then again, I saw them at a store. They quickly disappear as, as how it's been. But then I saw them restocked again. So I am so I feel like they're sending more of these out finally, um, which is good. But uh, I have not seen the new Goldberg Kane wave, which I guess you have 
ran into a little bit. So uh, I, I, I've seen one, um, one uh, shoot. Who is it? It's not Warrior. It's not Steph, and not Goldberg. Whoever that. Kane. Yeah, I've seen one trap jaw Kane. Yeah. So again, it's just kind of one of those things. That's the toy game. Sometimes is you just don't know. And then being a Walmart exclusive especially makes it a little bit harder. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. But I'm, I'm seeing that on the pegs. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen any G.I. Joes, and I don't, I don't know how long. I feel like it's weird because I'm always looking at the toys, but there's just certain things I'm like, I'm seeing a ton of this. Like, um, like Halo has figures now. And I don't feel like those move at all. Like, I always see them just, like, fully stocked. It's weird what hits and what doesn't at certain times. And those are great-looking figures. Yeah, kind and, of G.I. Joe style. Yeah, and I – same thing. Like, you walk down the toy aisle, and that's about the only thing that's in the action figure aisle right now is a complete set of the, like, six- to seven-inch Halo and then the mini Halo figures. And, uh, you know, is it – you know – is it because there's not a, a popular Halo game right now on Xbox or, you know, could be, did they, is it just bad timing? And they thought, Oh, you know, everybody's going to want a master chief figure. Well, well I, I don't and, quite and, think so. And what's interesting is uh, a while back, the Fortnite figures got really popular. And I remember seeing those and I, I was kind of into them cause they were like GI Joe scale, but I was like, I don't know anything about Fortnite. But then I saw a character named Beef Boss, whose head was like a cheeseburger, like the McDonald's character. Yes. And I'm like, I have to buy that because it's the greatest thing ever. So I did, and then I kind of dug it, and so I bought a few others, and I was like, these are kind of fun. Like, kind of like G.I. Joe's, but really over the top. Like, I dig it. I don't know anything about Fortnite, but who cares? They're fun figures. And I noticed, like, when I started getting into them, they started moving fast. Like, faster. So I don't know. I think sometimes things just hit and when they hit right it's just bam people are into them and uh, you just never know sometimes and I think sometimes I've heard Jeremy say this with AEW because he's very open and honest about toys and he said you know sometimes it's it's easy to overship something and then it just sits there and I think that definitely happened with Masters of the Universe the new wave because my Walmart still has Series 1 figures sitting there and are you serious? oh I'm dead serious who do you have in your series? Off topic, but who do you have on the Series 1? Because I haven't seen a Series 1 figure in well over a year. Dude, I th- I'm pre- I'd have to look, but I know there's He-Man and Skeletor. I'm pretty oh, sure... Oh, Motu, not WWE Motu. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Sting, Finn? No, you're right. I still have... I still see a ton of yeah, yeah. Motu Series 1. Those six. The He-Man, Skeletor, Lynn, right. Evil Lynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a ton of those. So it's like you never know what's going to hit and like what's going to be popular. But I think that's the toy game, right? Sometimes is I don't know how many times as a kid I was hoping for a new wave of something and I remember like going to a Toys R Us and I've told this story before, but wanting to see a new wave of Hasbro's and all of a sudden I'm seeing Bone Crunchers. And and like that's like 2 years later, but still it didn't seem like that out of place because sometimes it was a year before you saw a new wave of stuff. Yeah. So. And then when you see the bone crunchers, you're like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, it's like these are. Is that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, or is that fake Diesel and fake Razor? Is that Rick Bogner? 
why does Bret Hart look like he has an entire uh, can of car grease on his hair right now? Yes, very, very strange. Not the best-looking figures either. I actually grew to love the Bone Crunchers. We'll dive into those at some point. But, uh, yeah, at the time, they were a grave disappointment, I felt like. Uh, part of the toy collecting is that's what's available at the time. And if you want to collect something, you you know, you know either pass or you go, well, it's not that bad. I could either not collect it or just try to find something good about it. And, you know, I liked the Undertaker. <laughs> but, no, it's, it is. You, and that's when you look at it, you're like, man, I do. I, that's part of the toy collecting thing. Well, if I, I don't get this, am I going to feel like I miss out? Because I, I collect wrestling figures. That's what I do. Am I, am I just supposed to stop because I'm not the hugest fan of the product anymore? Well, and I think what's going to happen, and it probably is happening now with like the WWE Motu line, is I bet a lot of people have uh, a lot of FOMO because they're getting better. And it's like, damn, I didn't buy that Warrior. Damn, I didn't buy that Sting. You know, And you know those are going for a pretty penny on uh, eBay right now. Oh, yeah, all those Series 1, like Sting and Finn, because and, we're never going to see another Mattel Sting again, another right. Warrior. Like it's That actually might have been the last Mattel Sting. I don't know. Ooh, good call. I think it was with uh, COVID and all that. I don't think we got another basic. They had that Kirby. Legends one planned, but it never came, never came out. Breaking news. Could be. That I mean, the there might have been a basic. I, I don't recall, but... Uh, but anyway, I think it's about that time, Travis, to dive into our main event. What do you say? We go into the main event. It's time. So our main event this week is, of course, Masters of the Universe, the original line from 1982 by Mattel. Uh, before we go into the lineup, Travis, what do you remember about Masters of the Universe in this era? I remember Masters of the Universe being everywhere. And when I mean everywhere, not just Toys R Us or KB. Or we had one called Children's Palace, which was another toy store. Um, but Hills had them. Um, there was a, a, a craft store around here called Ben Franklin. And Ben Franklin had them. And... Um, Every store bought Masters of the Universe, and it it was just huge. And you know that was the best part because anywhere that that you went, you know any type of department store probably had Masters of the Universe. And you know the same thing with you know there were times where Pennies and Sears would toy with having a small toy section. They would have Masters of the Universe. It was, it was huge. It was everywhere, and I also remember there being, and I, you know, I'm not kidding when I say this. Like 50 pegs worth of figures at this place. Like, so you, it's not like you had six pegs and and that's where the things were. Like, you had pegs from your feet or your knees almost up to what seemed like the ceiling and like 12 across. So you could like, 
you couldn't even reach the top pegs because they were so high. But they were everywhere. And the accessories, the rides, the the play sets, it was uh, it, it was a phenomenon. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anything as big as Masters. So this is what's so interesting because me and you are probably about five years apart in age, but it, which isn't that much as an adult, but as a kid, that's a huge difference. And what's weird about that is my two older cousins were very big in the masters of the universe, but I was born in 1985. So they were kind of probably on the downhill about 86, 87. So about that age when they started to decline, a lot was coming out about them being evil and being bad and, you know, dark and parents don't let your kids watch this, which I feel like is a huge defense mechanism over anything that's popular, right? It's never so much like, because if you watch the He-Man cartoon today, it's pretty campy. Oh, absolutely. But for whatever reason at that time, it was just like, oh, you can't watch He-Man, so... I never actually owned any brand new He-Man figures at all that I'm aware of. I may have had a few because I kind of always thought they were wrestlers to some degree. Because, you know, He-Man kind of looked like a wrestler. And uh, you just he, never knew. He was kind of like Hulk Hogan in a, in a loincloth. Big blonde muscle guy in a loincloth. Right, yeah. I mean, but it's like the <laughs> loincloth kind of looked like the wrestling trunks. I mean, it wasn't... That wasn't a far stretch, but um, anyway. And you had your boots, so. Right, yeah, and so like to even look at it, like I think that's why the WWE crossover was so good, because it's like, well, yeah, we buy this. Absolutely. So I'm going to go through uh, all the releases for Series 1 of Masters of the Universe. We, of course, have Beast Man, who comes with a whip and shoulder armor. He-Man, obviously, which comes with the... Uh, the shield, I believe, half of the power sword, if that is correct, and then the uh, battle axe. Man at arms, um, who's I don't know, man. There's just always something about him. He looks weird without a mustache. <laughs> I, I I agree. the The cartoon spoiled us with his uh, Tom Selleck mustache. Yes, uh, Merman, um, which is one of my one of my favorite characters. Skeletor, which to me, will always go down on on the list is probably one of the greatest villains of all time. He's right up there with Shredder, in my opinion. He's on he's on Mount Rushmore, yes. definitely. And then this is an interesting one. I don't know I don't know the story of the variant here, but we have uh, Stratos, who there's a red wing version and a blue wing version. And I don't know if it's a running change, just a variant. I'm not sure because I don't feel like there was a lot of variants in those days. I don't think that they did running changes either. Um, I know that there uh, there were different factories. Like, because if you look on the on the back, sure, like the lower back of He Man, like some say Mexico, some say Argentina. So my guess is somebody somewhere just didn't read the directions, and after they made a million blue wings, they went, "Oops, yeah. well, here we go, live with it." Like it, it wasn't. They were simpler times. There, it was also they, like, well, I mean, like the LJN Bret Hart, there's a shade that's like purple, right? I mean, it's just kind of one of those things, like things happen. And 
Yeah, at the time, nobody thought of it as a variant or an error. It was a kid's toy. It was the, the parent just got tired of getting harassed of like, I want a Stratos, I want a Stratos. So it's like the kid didn't say, I need a Red Wing Stratos from Series 1. Right. We didn't even know what series were. They were just but, Masters of the Universe. And that's something we'll have to dive into as time goes on because you just see toys, you go buy them, right? I mean, it's not... You you found out what was out by actually going to the stores. Yeah, and you know, you and I have talked about this personally. What was the first thing that you and I both did when we saw a new figure? Check the back. Absolutely, you take the front you you take the front figure off, turn it to the back, and see who else. You look at the back before you go through the peg because you want to see uh, who else was in that series. Exactly. The last two figures in series one of Masters of the Universe, we had Tila. And Zodak. So, counting them up real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight figures for a first wave. That's kind of unique because I don't feel like we see that as much nowadays. Typically, it's six to four figures for a wave. Eight for the first wave. What do you think? Uh, I think it was great because I think we're, uh, we're at, what, four and four? Did we – we got uh, – Four good guys, four bad guys, or five and three. So we've got like a, a good mix. We've got the, uh, you know, nobody get mad, but we have the token female figure of the 80s line. Um, we've got the main good guy, the main bad guy. Everybody comes with accessories. Everybody swivel punches at the hips. Like, uh, I, I think it was a, a great line and a great, because uh, you, a, a great way of getting, your core figures uh, of the line. I, I completely agree. And I think it's it's so interesting back in those days because nowadays I feel like if you see a wave on the pegs, you almost have to buy the whole wave or you may not get it. But yes. it's weird because what are these retail for? About five bucks? I think they were three to five bucks. I get it, I, If I recall, like I said, I was... I was young at the time, you know, I, I was born in 81. So by Which, the time you were born is when I was getting into it. So if I recall, these were three to five, five to seven, but it wasn't anything that right. that broke the bank. But I, I've thought about that. It's like, how crazy that would that be? If they say these are $5, which tends to be kind of my go-to memory of like what a lot of figures cost back in those days. But let's say these are $5. You could buy the entire wave, the first wave for forty bucks, and that's you know, as a kid, that's how that's what got you, that's what got us and keeps us collecting today because you could buy it all, and that's why there's a lot of completists. Yeah, and you didn't break the bank. You, you know, you got everything, and then you could, um, you know, like I said as well, th- these were stocked so well that you didn't have to worry, you didn't have to try to buy them all at once. So if you did buy them all at once, it was your birthday or Santa brought them at Christmas. Right. But you could you could go and have multiple chances at buying, you know, He-Man, Skeletor. At least these early ones, we have, we'll, we'll probably later on talk about the, the Motu curse of He-Man and Skeletor vanishing. But... You know, at this time, which I think that's kind of where this came from, right? That's why there's been so many John Cena's and Finn Balor's and AJ Styles and stuff in WWE. 
because and of this. Green Rangers. And... Right. I mean, it's just that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the way it is because yes, like right now, like like my nephew just turned seven, and if next year he decides he really likes Masters of the Universe, maybe because the Netflix cartoon comes out or something, who do you think he's going to want to buy? He Man and Skeletor. He Man and Skeletor. Right. And, and if he can't find them, he's going to probably lose interest in the line. So. There's definitely something to be said about that. But overall, do you have a favorite figure from this wave? Man, I, I'm i going to sound like a homer on this, but I love He-Man is He-Man. Like, when I played, I didn't call it Masters of the Universe because that was way too many syllables and way too many words. 100%. It's He-Man. I, yeah, I had He-Mans. Mom, can you go get me a He-Man? Like, Coke. Like, it, that's how popular this line was. Like, it, you had He-Mans, like, I, or at least I did. And, you know, I, I, I need a He-Man figure. I need the He-Man Castle of Grayskull. Everything was He-Man. And to me, it is uh, the He-Man. The regular He-Man is my favorite one. Uh, you know, I remember getting my tonsils taken out. Uh, like I said, probably four or five. And my very first He-Man was the Battle Armor one. And I remember that. Which, which I means you're have... probably diving into it well after Series 1 then. Oh, yeah. So, like, these came out in 82. So, like I said, this is 80, 84, 85. Like I, said, I don't remember the exact date I got my tonsils taken out. I just know it was before going to kindergarten. So that four, five, six range, somewhere in there, and... You know, I begged, like, I have to have regular He-Man. I have to have regular He-Man. And when uh, I went to go get my tonsils taken out, uh, my uh, my mom and dad, we, uh, you know, they said, hey, you know, if you be a big boy, we'll we'll get you a get you a He-Man, as you know, for being a big boy and getting your tonsils taken out in the surgery. And I remember leaving the hospital and uh, dad going to the store and he walked out with regular He-Man and it was, you know, as a kid, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have regular He-Man. I didn't care that I was going to be throwing up or popsicles or that I had even got my tonsils taken out. I had regular He-Man and, um, you know, we, we talk about the the half power swords as even as a kid, I never liked the half power swords because in the cartoon it wasn't that was like the whole mini comic thing, and I just remember thinking like, why why can't He Man have a regular sword? And like, so that is my one nitpick. Yeah, even as a kid, like the the. Half and half swords, like, and I get it. The cart, the the comic, and you know, it split this and that, and Skeletor had it, and the two halves make the whole. They even made their toys. Like when you bought a power sword, there was the gray side, and then there was a purple or a glow in the dark side that snapped together. And you know, marketing. Guess what? If you have to buy two of something, you're spending double the money. So exactly. Um. I get it now as an adult, but still, even as a kid, it just was. He Man doesn't have a purple sword. What are these? Guys? These guys don't know He Man. He would never have a purple sword. His is gray. And right. I remember super gluing um, 
I took a, another gray sword that came out of like the I think mom, my mom or dad or somebody got in a lot at a at a garage sale, um, and cut the piece off of the gray one and cut the also cut the uh, little connector because you had the handle of the sword, but they had the little connector that you could fit the flat hand through to hold the sword on the flat hand, right? Which also Never made sense to me as a kid. He had a holding hand to hold the sword, not a flat hand. That's where the shield goes. Kid logic. <laughs> um, but I, I cut the little that little connector piece off and the little male part, and I super glued an entire uh, He-Man sword together to have one complete power sword for my He-Man when I was a kid. That's fantastic. Like that, but that's what is so fun about hearing stories of your childhood toys and and how you played and how you did things, and that's the fun part. And that's what this this show is going to be about: is these deep dives, these journeys as to how we did things, what it was like when we were kids, and so on and so forth. And this uh, this week, of course, we dove into series one of Masters of the Universe. We will dive into series two at some point. But I will tell everyone that will not be next week because we want to we want to dive into everything. So we're gonna we're gonna go all over the place, all kinds of different lines. And Travis, I have I have an idea for next week. Do you uh, do you want to know what my idea is for what we're gonna dive into? I do. What what's what's the main event next week? What's gonna put butts in the seats? What next about week? next week if we dive into the very first series of? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You want to talk about another toy line that's been around for thirty some years? I, I, we're just coming out, coming out of the gate swinging hard. We're, we've got the two biggest, possibly two biggest toy lines of all time, and uh, I, I think it's a great idea. So that'll be next week. I'm excited to dive into TMNT. Um, I think everybody to some degree grew up on the, on the turtles. We all loved it. I even remember being in high school and Bane can attest to this cause he was there for this. Um, which is something I'll dive into a little bit more at next week when we, when we talk about it, but we would go to this Kmart because they had a little Caesars inside and nobody went there for lunch. But the best part about it was after we were done, we could always go look at the toys or the electronics or both. Oh, my, the a, really best part was the crazy bread. Oh, God. So good. So good. <laughs> Freaking crazy bread. Are you kidding me? For having such horrible pizza, that crazy bread is still damn good. <laughs> I, you know, and that's why I said it today, because that was, we had a Kmart and the same thing. Like, you could go in and get a pack of, like, three to five breadsticks, a marinara sauce, and a Coke for, like, three bucks. Oh, and yeah. Was, it, it, they had, like, these little pan pizzas. It was, like, a little combo deal. Two pan pizzas. I think a crazy bread, some like marinara sauce, and, and maybe a two liter of Coke or something because yeah. it was a shared something. Yeah, but it was like you get all that in it like for like six bucks. It was very very affordable. And uh, but I remember being at that Kmart when the new uh, TMNT like O three line was hitting because that cartoon got relaunched, and I yep. remember dude that hit me in the feels because. And I didn't really. I bought a few of those. I didn't really full on collect them, but it was just like, whoa, you know, because that was 
that was the line that most of us grew up on was the turtles. And it was just so cool to see those on pegs again. It's, uh, I can't wait. We're going to another one, another line, a, a very pivotal action figure line, but also a very strong, strong first showing for the turtle. So agreed. Uh, can't wait to dive into that for sure. Now, if you guys want to follow, um, our social media is all pretty simple. It's at TB Toycast on Instagram or Twitter. And if you want to email us, you can email us at TB or TB Toycast at yahoo.com. So if you want to email us, email us questions, comments, whatever you want. You can also tweet at us or Instagram us pretty much how you use the social medias, but definitely subscribe, um, you know, leave a review wherever you get your podcast and tell people about it. If, if you know someone who's a toy fan or a toy collector, I think they will enjoy this nostalgic look at the toy aisle. Um, it's a lot of fun for me and Travis. I, I feel like you're having a good time too. And I'm just excited to dive into all this toy nostalgia. You know, I think it's really cool. Like you told the story about getting your tonsils taken out and I've got stories involving getting toys. I think that that's, uh, that's part of what, what shaped us, man. Cause like any type of childhood trauma that you went through, um, if it resulted in a toy, it never seemed so bad. All right. It was definitely worth any, Doctor visit, dentist visit, uh, shot, surgery, uh, even bribery. You know, I was okay to be bribed by my parents for as long as it ended up with an action figure. That's the way that it was. Well, anyway, Travis, this has been a lot of fun. I'm excited to dive into Ninja Turtles next week, and we will see you guys then. Take it easy. <laughs>